At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome into the Pelicans podcast. My name is Joe Cardosi at jcar504 if you want to tweet at me alongside jim eichenhofer at jim underscore eichenhofer if you want to let us both know what you think and share your thoughts feelings interests today on the podcast we have a bit of a round table we wanted to sit down with our own sideline reporter aaron summers and color analyst john DeShazer to see what they thought about the upcoming pelican season what their expectations were uh, sort of talk about the upcoming preseason, which is looming upon us, and the Open Pelicans practice, which you are all invited to attend as well. So much to talk about, so much fun stuff to discuss, and we're always excited to talk to them. So let's get to it. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, our own Aaron Summers and color commentator John DeShazer, uh, you know, we're very excited. We've talked about this, Jim and I, on the podcast already. We're very excited for this upcoming season uh, based on uh, the Pelican success last season. How excited are you guys for the upcoming season, J.D.? I got to admit, you know, I'm I'm kind of the jaded type, right? So, you know, because, you know, maybe that's the newspaper background or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but I'm really looking forward to this season. I'm, I can't remember the last time that I was – went into a Pelican season with genuine enthusiasm. I mean, sometimes you kind of got to generate it just because it's the beginning of the season. Yeah. But now you've got real expectations, realistic expectations. Am I looking at NBA Finals? You know, that would be pie in the sky. But to have a team that we think can compete – no, excuse me, to have a team that we've seen compete and to have the expectation that they can, can improve on that because there's so much growth – that this team still has, I'm really, really 
uh, excited to see this team start a season? I think that expectations have to be getting into the playoffs for sure. No messing around with the play-in, not trying to chase it towards the end of the regular season. They solidify themselves a spot a little bit earlier this year and make sure they're getting into that playoff just right away. Um, I think that's the expectation for all the players on this team, talking to the front office and everyone on media day. They said that they understand the pressures there this season because you add in Zion Williamson, you have a lot more pieces than you had at the start of last season. So you have the continuity. People are familiar with each other. They already understand the system that Willie Green wants and what he expects, and they're ready to hit the ground running. So internally, their expectations are just as high, if not higher, than I think what everybody else's is. Well, and Aaron, do do you expect to see uh, some of that continuity take place in the preseason. I know sometimes people sigh, they roll their eyes at preseason, they don't expect to see meaningful lineups uh, in preseason. But with you know the new additions now having a full offseason with the team, uh, having second-year players sort of making that leap, do you expect to see some of those lineups be meaningful in the preseason? Already, the biggest difference that I've seen in these early practices is how much just action there is. They're going live. They're getting into just a lot more basketball than they have spent on teaching. Last year, you have a new head coach. You have some new players, pieces. Jonas Valanciunas comes in. Um, a couple other, Devontae Graham. You know, they had some new players that they were trying to get acclimated, plus your rookies, plus a new head coach. It was a slower process, which led to the slower start of the season, the 1-13 and start. This year, they've hit the ground running. They're ready to go from jump. They do not want to start the season the same way they did last year. Yeah, I hope that that translates to a better start. I mean, we've talked about this, unfortunately, for multiple years of that they need to get out of the gate in the regular season better and not have a situation where they have to make up ground the way that they have in a lot of the recent seasons. But in in terms of preseason, I mean, I definitely don't expect to see some of the main guys or some of the starters play 30, 35 minutes, but – I think we will see a semblance of the regular rotation here and there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Dyson Daniels is, you know, one of the the team didn't make a lot of changes or additions, but I'm curious to see how he plays. Um, That's always what I look for in preseason is whoever the new players are, in particular the rookies, just to see the adjustment that he makes to the NBA. And, I mean, he's based on every all of the comments from everyone, it seems like he's had a really good training camp. J.D., you still going to be a preseason cynic? Yeah, <laughs> but, but 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 I do think they have to play. I mean, they have to play them. Um, and I'm with Jim, not 30, 35 minutes. But you've got to get the rotations down. You got to get some familiarity. Um, Zion has not played with CJ McCollum. He hadn't played with Jonas Valanciunas. Hasn't played with Herb Jones. So there's got to be some familiarity there that goes beyond practice. You can get good work in practice, but you need competition. Uh, to do that. So I don't think it'll be heavy minutes, no, but I think you have to put them out there and put those guys on the floor together. You know, I, I never care whether you win or lose in preseason. I just want to see guys get out there and play when they're out there. I want to Now, do I want to see the starters play well when they're out there? Of course. But, you know, the end result isn't what I'm looking for. I just, I'm looking for the chemistry, and he's got to get that chemistry with them in game situations. And I also think, too, that they have a good problem to have and that they probably have more than 10 or 11 guys that are going to be in a position where they should play or could play and earn playing time. So I think part of preseason is definitely going to be kind of hashing out maybe the, the, the end of the rotation in terms of 
how are you going to go into the regular season with which which guys are going to be, you know, consistently playing minutes? I mean, it's not going to be easy to to figure out which guy, one or two, three guys that aren't going to be able to play, like be in the second unit. So um, I think that'll be part of it. I mean, they're playing five preseason games, so there there should be enough time to work on that. And in, in addition to the, all the practices and training camp, that feels yeah. like I'm sorry, no. that, that feels like bare knuckles. I mean, because these guys got to. You, know, yeah. you earn your playing time on this team. They don't mm-hmm. just give it to you yeah. because you're a draft pick. And now you're talking about in the rotation guys who, who some of them might have played last year and might be out of the rotation this year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a real scrap. That's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. Well, and to those points, that's why practice I think has had so much energy and has been so competitive already because these players know how good everybody around them is. They know that. Everybody pretty much has an idea of who the starting five is going to be. But after that, those spots are are up for grabs as far as minutes and rotation. Mm-hmm. And they know that the guy next to them is definitely good enough to earn that just as much as they are. So the competition has been really high. I mean, a depth problem is a good problem to have. And it's one that we haven't had a lot of uh, seasons here with the Pelicans. Uh, you know, generally we've had to rely on a, a couple superstars or one superstar uh, before. And so I, I think that competition is going to be really exciting to see. Aaron touched on it already in terms of, you know, expectations uh, after the play-in and the, and the playoff of last season. What do you think are reasonable expectations now with, you know, a Larry Nance Jr., with uh, C.J. McCollum having a full offseason, with these second-year players starting to step up and into their roles? What, what do you expect to see uh, this season reasonably expectation-wise, J.D.? I'd be disappointed if they weren't a sixth seed. Um, I really would be. And, and that's after last season struggling and fighting to get in. Um, but you, you mentioned the 1-13 start. I don't think they'll start that way again. I think they understand the importance of not only starting fast, but to getting in position and staying in position because you expend a ton of energy playing catch-up and then trying to get in and then finally getting in, and it catches up to you. Uh, the The West is heavy at the top, but I think this team is good enough to at least be a six seed. I, I just, I'd be really disappointed if they're in the playoff, in the play-in, excuse me, and that's not to knock the play-in. But I'd like to I'd like to exhale at the end of the season. The opening schedule does not do them any favors, though. Let's be honest. That opening stretch uh, again, like you said, we hope not to to drop you know one and thirteen or whatever. But that opening schedule is tough if you take a look at it. Uh, what do you think, Aaron, about the uh, upcoming? I season? think the West in general is tough. You're going to have Golden State, Minnesota's added some pieces, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, Suns, Nuggets. I mean, there is a lot of good competition at the top of this conference. So to J.D.'s point, everyone, like, you you can't start slow. You can't take any game or opportunity for granted, and you have to make the most of of those tough games early in the season. Yeah, the the Clippers, I mean, Denver is the same thing. You have key guys coming back from injury that missed either most or all of last season. Um, I think you just, Aaron, just listed five teams. The Clippers is another team. Um, the Mavericks made the Western Conference Finals last year. So when when JD talks about, you know, I, I agree in terms of that being in the top six is a good goal and something that if they can achieve that, that would be, to me, a successful regular season. Obviously, the playoffs are another thing where, I mean, I, to me, it would be incredible to make it to the second round, even though I know a lot of players are talking about championship. But when you look at the list of teams in the West, you see how difficult it's going to be to finish in the top four and have home court advantage in the first round or just avoid the play-in tournament. So 
um, to me, that would be, that's something to, to definitely kind of keep track of as the season goes on. But the, but as Aaron said, the, the West is, is so good again, and it's going to be difficult to, to be in that top four. I mean, I think it speaks to the expectations, not only locally, but nationally, to see a lot of people picking the Pels to not just creep into the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, as we did last year, but to to be a major contender. You you actually have a big three in C.J. McCollum, B.I., Zion, who, by the way, looks great. I, and I've never seen that sort of excitement. I, I feel like a lot of locals have felt like we pass under the radar, even when we feel good. This season, it feels a little different. This season, it feels like we actually are getting a little national love and a little, and a little expectation heaped on us that we haven't had to deal with before. Yeah, I don't mind expectations. I hope these players can handle it because, again, they haven't been in, in this position. And the script flips when you become the hunted as opposed to the hunter. Now you can just kind of, you know, freestyle it. But now people are looking at you saying, okay, that's a team that we have to be wary of. That's a team that we can measure ourselves against. And it's a lot different when you're the team that's in that other position. So the Pelicans are a team now that everybody's looking at saying they've got national expectations. People think this team is a playoff team. They think they might be able to win a playoff series. And I don't care who you are, if you're Oklahoma City, if you're San Antonio, whoever it is, they're saying, okay, can we measure ourselves against this team? Mm-hmm. There won't be off they won't be empty nights for the Pelicans. There's no free nights in the NBA as it is. But now when the team's behind you, look at you like you're a piece of meat and they want a piece of you. It's a different thing. You're going to get everybody's best shot. It's definitely going to be a different situation as the season goes on this year versus last year, which is why that play-in experience, those playoff games, were so crucial for the young core that they have here. They got a taste of it, and they came to work all summer. These guys have been putting in the time. They have an idea now uh, what those caliber teams at the top of the conference look like playing against them what it is going to take to be one of those teams and they're doing all the right things right now uh, I think they have a good mindset at least coming into the season well sticking uh with you Aaron and, and talking about that young core you've watched Dyson Daniels um practicing and and I know that that a lot of people it's it's been a while since the draft maybe they've forgotten about Dyson Daniels a little bit. What do you expect to see from him? And and also these second-year players, like Trey Murphy. And mm-hmm. how do you expect to see Herb Jones? How do you expect them to step into their roles this season? Trey Murphy and Jose Alvarado have stood out a lot during these practices. The leap that they've made from last year to this year in terms of their level of confidence, how aggressive they're playing on the court is it's very clear. You can you can see it. Other players around them have talked about it. They're coming in with just a, a, a higher level of comfort now with the system, the caliber of play around them, and the fact that they actually do fit in and they have a role on this team and what that role is. Not to mention Trey's grown an inch and put on some weight. He's stronger. He's mm-hmm. taller. That helps when you're going against other guys inside, and he's not afraid to do it. Um it's been fun to watch that. They, I think that Dyson, he just looks so smooth. He really sees the court very well. His, some of those passes that he makes are, are amazing. I uh, think from a, 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 as a point guard, I think he does very well. And then I've seen him hit some really nice three balls too. I mean, he's not afraid to pull up for that in that regard either. I think defensively, 
that's something that he came in. No, we knew he was going to be a good defensive player. We've seen that as well. So it's hard to look at him and say, man, I, I think he needs minutes. But where do those minutes come from? You know, we haven't we didn't get to see him in summer league. So because of the injury sure. and everything. So the fans, I don't think really know what he his he's capable of. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where his role ends up on the team. I think it's interesting that I think broadly from a national perspective, people have said throughout this offseason that the Pelicans have a ton of upside because Zion is coming back. And that's kind of obvious in the headline story. What same thing that people say about the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. But when you kind of dig into it a little deeper, to me, one of the reasons why they have a chance to exceed what people are predicting or just to be a really even more dangerous team is the second-year guys that are coming off of great rookie seasons. We might, we might see Dyson Daniels contribute. Um, that That's kind of, kind of to be determined. But um, between Jose, Herb, and Trey, I think all of those guys can make another jump. And it seems like all of the signs from training camp and preseason have been positive on that front where, I mean, they all look more confident. I mean, they already had a lot of confidence as it was. But as Aaron said earlier, the play-in tournament experience in the playoffs helped a ton. And I think internally this team can just keep getting better. It's not just Zion is returning and the roster is better and they had a great second half last year, but also just the players that are already here have more room to get better and improve. Well, and J.D., I think one of the main things, as excited as we might be to see Dyson Daniels, is where are those minutes going to come from? People may have forgotten about Kyra Lewis Jr. Uh, People may have forgotten about the depth at that position that we have, and it's sort of a nice problem to have where – I don't even know if it's a problem that we don't have to rush Dyson Daniels out there right well, It's now. a fantastic luxury. And Kyra Lewis Jr. is going to be in a knife fight with Jose Alvarado. I mean, that's <laughs> that's huge to where Jose Alvarado came in, and if Kyra doesn't blow out his knee last year, we might not hear of Jose Alvarado. Yeah. And now suddenly Jose Alvarado is a critical part of this team. So Kyra Lewis getting those minutes back is going to be some kind of a fight to get him back. Uh, if Dyson Daniels is playing a whole lot, I figure two things have happened. Either you've got some injuries or Herb Jones didn't play well because I guess, I guess he's kind of the Herb Jones clone-ish. And I don't think either one – I hope it, neither one of those things happen. I, Herb Jones is going to probably continue to improve because, you know, he just understands how to play ball. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to see the injuries. But even then, this team is so deep. You forget about Najee Marshall, who has played for two years – and is an NBA-caliber defender, and he's had some really nice stretches of basketball. Um, Trey Murphy, you know, you're talking about guys who who Dyson Daniels is going to have to get around to get those minutes, and it's going to be hard for him to do it. So I like the fact that he doesn't have to be pressed in and he doesn't have to be critical to what this team is doing, and they can grow him along. You know, Maybe he's going to have to play a little bit in the G League. I don't know, but you don't have to depend on him to contribute every night as a rookie. He can kind of sit back watch, acclimate a little bit more, and then you can work them in as you go along. This Saturday, actually, we have the open practice, which is open to the fans. We hope to be well attended. What do you expect to see in this open practice? Well, everybody always wants to know what the rookies are going to do. Yeah. Because they always get either dressed up, karaoke, something, right? (laughs) So last year it was the costumes. It was closer to Halloween. So that was the the way they went with that. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but that's always something fun to watch. Um, I I wouldn't mind if, you know, Dyson Daniels is out there in like a kangaroo uh, costume. (laughs) He he does have experience fighting them, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I think more than anything, it's just going to be really cool for the players to get that time with the fan base, the fans to see them back on the court and to see how much they, they really appreciated the fight last season and the way the season ended and the fans expectations of this season and excitement heading into this season. It, it's going to be a fun atmosphere for sure. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to the screaming and the cheering um, because I would imagine a lot of these fans, this might be as close as they will get to the players. Maybe this season, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not a season ticket holder, if you don't get a chance to make it to a game, you might not be able to get into the smoothie King center. And you certainly might not be able to get a seat to where you can actually reach out and touch a guy or you'll be in a position to where they're actually speaking to you after the practice. So I think that's going to be the the biggest thing, juicing them up. There's not going to be a whole lot of strategy session here. You know, some dunks and, and some nice, you know, plays here yeah, and there. Some oohs and ahs. Yeah, some oohs <laughs> and ahs. But, you know, mostly it's, it's for the fans to be able to kind of connect with these guys on a little bit more personal level. That's what I'm looking forward to. You know, as as Aaron said, the the rookie participation is always interesting. I thought it was funny that Devontae Graham on Thursday – was a little concerned when the idea was brought up to him of what you have planned for the rookies because he basically said like oh shoot the clock is ticking we better come up with something <laughs> but I, you know they always they always managed to find something for them to do last year it was they were in halloween costumes basically mm-hmm. and then going back a couple years uh they had players singing uh Nikhil Alexander Walker did a, a Vanessa Carlton song that basically stole the show so hopefully we'll get to see something like that but in general, for me, um, my excitement for the open practice is similar to what these guys both said in terms of just the reaction, the interaction between the fans and the players. I feel like what all of us, despite um, game six of the series against Phoenix, was sad because the season was over. I think everybody that left the arena that, that, that night was like, man, I wish this could keep going on for another couple months because it was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so for the fans that were there and even the fans that watched on TV that can be here Saturday in the arena, um, just to get the opportunity to interact with the players again and show the appreciation that they have and the massive love that they've, they generate for, you know, the whole squad, but just seeing how they feel about Herb and Jose and guys like that. I mean, BI, I could go down the whole list of players that are just so popular in the city is is going to be cool, and that's something that I'm looking forward to watching. Um, Jim, I mean, have you picked out your outfit? Do you have your Sharpies ready? Are you ready for the fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better be ready to sign some babies or something. They're going to be handing them to at, you. At first, at first, I thought Aaron was referring to a costume, and I was like, when she said outfit, and I was like, no, I'm definitely not a rookie. I've definitely been here long enough. Yeah, <laughs> don't dress like a kangaroo. Dice will fight you. Maybe we should make Joe dress up because he's the he's the that's new true. That's true. I'm the rookie here now. <laughs> It's funny because when I was trying to get trying to find out more information about the tickets that are available for Saturday for the open practice because they've been available online, they're free, which is great. Um, I was told that the the ones that they made available are all gone. Oh, wow. So I was like, wait, for open practice, they're all gone, and that was pretty astounding to me. I don't know if the seating is is normal where we're talking, you know, seventeen thousand plus people are um, uh, can sit in the arena to watch a game, but I mean. I'm hearing that makes me really even more. I knew this was going to draw a ton of people, but I'm even more um, optimistic about seeing how many people come to this. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention too is um, the practice itself is from two to four, but doors open at one o'clock mm-hmm. and people who, um, e- even if you don't have a ticket, um, you can go to the 
there's a pre uh, pre open practice party on Dave Dixon Drive that starts at twelve thirty. Um, also, you can walk up to the arena and get tickets. They're going to be a limited number of tickets that can be claimed um, at the at the door. But obviously, uh, you know, de- depend. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to determine that, but um, you can still go if you don't have a ticket in advance. But um, there's not many left, so yeah, get your butt in the be, seat there. Right, something to be um, to be aware of as we go into Saturday. Well, we hope to see you there. We're super excited about this. It's the most excitement I've seen coming into a Pelican season since I've been here about 10 years or so. Uh, so, Jim, we're going to be reading your stories all season long, hearing from you all season long. Aaron and J.D. will be hearing from you on the radio broadcast all season long and on the Saints podcast as well. We look forward to the season, and we look forward to seeing all of you there in attendance. Huge thanks to J.D. and Aaron. Always interesting. Uh, J.D., ever the fun cynic. Every time I think I've got a, a, a nice beat on things, he puts me in my place here, Jim. Yeah, I, I love his uh, attitude and philosophy. He's got a lot of old school kind of sayings and yarns about different <laughs> ideas and opinions that he comes up with. So it's always entertaining to hear him on the podcast or on the game coverage with Todd Graffinini just to hear him jump in and, and give his uh, his unique take on things. It's the writer in him. I think it's the writer in you as well. You're just smarter than the rest <laughs> of the room. You know, you got to put us in our place every yeah, now and then. I think the only way that I could say that we're smarter than the rest of you is that we figure out a way to make money writing about sports, <laughs> you know, 365 days a year. Sweet other, other than that, I'm not really sure if I can go down that road very much, but but yeah, we we have gamed the system at least in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a cheat code for life, uh, Jim. You can catch him in his Rolls Royce riding down the street with the top down, uh, just writing stories on you know just at red lights and whatnot. But he's all they're always great. They're always great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Pelicans podcast. Please continue to join us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're gonna have something new for you. Uh, Coming up next week on Monday, we have uh, Joel Myers, who is the television voice of the Pelicans for Bally Sports. So we're excited to have him. He's always a rock on tour with some interesting stories to tell as well. Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, experience in the NBA. He's quite a valuable person to have with you next to you on the road with all of his restaurant expertise and wine recommendations. Right. We're we're hoping to have, um, by the way, someone from the TV crew each Monday throughout the season and, and kind of talk to them about the the TV coverage of the team and kind of set the stage for that week's game. So Joel will be hitting in the leadoff spot in that regard. So definitely look forward to having him. Um, he's going to be, I believe he's going to be headed to Chicago for the uh, first preseason game. So he'll be able to talk to us a little bit about that. And that was something that I wanted to kind of briefly touch on was the, uh, the, the media coverage, I think, is exciting in terms of preseason for the Pelicans this year. They're playing five games overall in the exhibition season. Three of them are really going to be available on TV for lo- all local fans, and the other two will, are going to be streaming on pelicans.com. So starting with next Tuesday uh, against the Bulls on October 4th, that game's a TNT game at 8.30, so we'll be able to get the national perspective on the team. Um I think it's it's exciting that and cool that even though it's a preseason game and I know the it's not nearly the same thing as a regular season the fact that TNT picked the Pelicans to be on a preseason game is a sign of 
they want to see Zion back on the court, and they're also excited for the team overall. So a- after that game um, on Friday, October 7th, the home preseason game against Detroit is going to be on Bally Sports with Joel and Antonio. Um, the final preseason game on October 14th against Atlanta and Birmingham is actually going to be on Fox 8 local TV, which is, I believe, the first time that, that we've ever had a preseason game on one of the local networks. So that's going to be cool to have that opportunity. And then the middle two games you'll be able to check out on pelicans.com streaming. Uh, there's a October 9th at San Antonio and then October 12th at Miami. So both of those games you'll be able to watch and you'll get the audio from uh, the radio broadcast with Todd Graffinini. So that'll be uh, that'll be an opportunity. As I said, I think it's great that um, everyone's going to be locally is going to have access to, to all five preseason games one way or the other. Yeah, it feels like we've arrived a little bit, getting all this national expectation, get a little heat. Uh, even in the preseason, it, it's something we're not used to, but something I think we can live up to. We touched on it before, but we hope you can get yourself in a seat uh, for the Pelicans open practice. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very interactive. So if you don't have tickets yet, try to get some at the door and uh, have some fun. Get to know them and get excited about this upcoming season. And like Jim said, we've got preseason right around the corner. We'll catch you next time on the Pelicans podcast. I'm Joe Cardosi alongside Jim Eichenhofer. Let's go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.